The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to DraftKings Network. But the reality is, quarterbacks like Jalen Hurts, they dictate what the defense can and cannot do. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Wisdom Wednesday, presented, of course, by DraftKings. And every once in a while, I like to throw you guys off a little bit. We got Greg Cosell on a Wednesday. There's many reasons for that, primarily because we still need to get to linebackers and defensive backs with Greg before the draft. And I want to make sure you have plenty of time to listen or watch, maybe even twice. Some people say they listen to the Greg Cosell segments twice. So I want to make sure you have plenty of time. So we got Greg today talking linebackers. And then on Monday, we'll bring Greg back and we'll get into DBs. So you have plenty of time to hear Greg's breakdown before next Thursday's draft, which is only eight days away, which is just wild to say out loud. We will have new spread the word. I think we'll do the last show on Friday, probably this week. And we'll have some new winners looking forward to it. We'll have a new spread the word winner via social media. Could be someone that does a, a Facebook review of Ross Tucker pod account, or could be someone that rates and reviews the show on like Apple podcasts or Spotify. All you have to do is rate and review the show. It takes like less than a minute screenshot it on your phone and then send that bad boy to Ross at RossTucker.com. We always have the sponsor confirmation email winner. Take advantage of one of our awesome sponsors that you hear on the show or you see on the sponsor tab at RossTucker.com. And then the YouTube shout-out. Rob Zagaro is going to be our winner this week. How about that for throwing you guys off the set? I'm giving you an early winner for the YouTube shout-out. YouTube.com slash NFL. Just subscribed, replied to one of the videos. Maybe I'll have another one on Friday. You never know. Special guest on Friday, by the way, Andre Yosibash, the Princeton wide receiver that's going to get drafted on day two or day three. He will join us to talk about what the process has been like for him so far up until this point. But right now, it's Greg Cosell time. It's Big Show time. The Big 
Big Show. All right, Greg, there's a lot to discuss as it relates to the NFL. We'll get to the linebackers for this draft momentarily. But before we do, I got to ask you the big news as it relates to Jalen Hurts. And we talked a lot last year about Jalen Hurts. Is there any concern you still have with him, Greg? Is there any hesitation? I know some people have said, well, listen, he only showed that he's done it for one year. He hasn't really done it more than one year. Obviously, the Eagles are pretty confident. You know, that's that's that whole issue of, of, of doing it over a longer period of time. But the reality is that this is the way the league works now, you know, and, and you're not going to let him walk. So you, you don't want to get into a, a debate with him and his agent. So you sign him. Um, this is an offense ultimately that is built around Jalen Hurts. See, one thing that's never talked about, Ross, is what quarterbacks that are major factors in your run game due to the defense. You know, it's, it might be easy to say, well, he's not as good a thrower as Joe Burrow, or he's not as good a thrower as this guy. But the reality is quarterbacks like Jalen Hurts, they dictate what the defense can and cannot do. And that makes your passing game much better in terms of what you can do with the pass. So the Eagles are not a team that runs a hundred concepts in the pass game. They don't have to because they know what the defense has to do to account for Jalen Hurts as a runner. So it makes the passing game so much more efficient and relatively speaking easier. And then when you add really good players who can win one-on-one matchups, then you have a really good passing game. But it all starts with Hurts and what he gives you in the run game and how that dictates what teams have to do in terms of personnel and alignment. It's really funny that you say that, Greg, because I've been asked a lot this week about Hurts and Burrow and Lamar Jackson. I even put on Twitter with all these guys looking for new contracts, you know, who would you rather have? How would you rank those guys? And Burrow is phenomenal. But, man, it's tough for a defense when the quarterback can run. I mean, it's just tough. It, it, well, and like, not only when he can run, Ross, but when you build your offense to deal with that. You know, in, in the old days, when I say old days, you know, five, six, ten years ago, a quarterback that could run, people thought about that in terms of scrambling on third down. The, now we're dealing with offenses where they're built around the quarterback and his ability to run uh, because he's in the shotgun all the time and all the run game elements that come off that. So what that means for the defense and how they have to play. That's the critical piece. I mean, does he throw the ball as well as Joe Burrow? No. You know, is he as, you know, are there other quarterbacks you might say are are better overall in terms of skill set? Sure. But, you know, Hurts brings an awful lot and he makes it difficult for defenses to play. Let's get to uh, Allen Robinson quickly because he got traded last night, Greg. It's interesting. Loved him in Jacksonville. Had some big seasons in Chicago. Justin Fields' rookie year, he didn't do much, but you thought, okay, well, they had no O-line. They had a rookie quarterback. The Rams obviously really liked him. They gave him huge money last year. Did not work out. The Steelers got him for essentially nothing. Um I'm curious what he was when he was at his best because he's not that old of a guy, Greg. 
and he was never really a burner. So I feel like he shouldn't be the type of guy that, you know, loses a step and it totally ruins his game. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't see a ton of them last year because of the Rams offense losing Stafford. Um, so, but you're right. I mean, his game was never built on vertical speed. Although I remember that one year in Jacksonville, it might have been Bortles as the quarterback, if memory serves me correctly, where he put up big numbers and and had a, a high yards per catch and had vertical plays. But he's, he's obviously not that guy. Um, you know, I think that you're hoping – Pittsburgh is for sure. You're hoping that in the context of their offense now that he can line up both inside and outside, give you that flexibility, probably be more of a short to intermediate receiver and and be consistent. You know, they don't need him to be 80 for 1200 that you know, I don't think they see him that way, but he's a veteran receiver in some ways. Think of what Juju Smith Schuster did for the Chiefs, probably that kind of player within the context of your offense. Well, and, okay, first of all, he's 29 years old. Second of all, Greg, he's going to be, what, their fourth option? Maybe fifth? I mean, they, they're going to have Pickens. They're going to have Deontay Johnson. They got Fryermuth. They like throwing the ball to Najee Harris. He seems like a pretty good, like, afterthought or guys that the defense isn't that concerned about. And that might be true. Um, and as you said, they didn't pay a lot for him. So we'll see. Maybe if he can return to something of his form, uh, then they've got a steal. But, you know, that's what they're hoping. I'm hoping this weekend to have a bunch of Labatt Blue Lights, Greg, with friends, probably starting tomorrow night and then Friday night and living life to the power of we, especially during playoff hockey. Why not? Always enjoy responsibly beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Greg, let's get to the linebackers. And I know we have a similar conversation every year. But let's just talk about the Eagles and the Bears, okay? The Bears, in free agency, the first day, pay pretty good money for TJ Edwards. Then they pay really big money for Tremaine Edmonds. The Eagles sign a linebacker for the minimum. The Eagles... Let both their linebackers go. The Buffalo Bills let Tremaine Edmonds go. What what do you think about the Bears versus the Eagles linebacker philosophy? Is is one of them right? Is one of them wrong? Or is it more about their specific defense? I think it's probably more along the lines of your second point. I think that there's different philosophies. Uh, on what's important, what are important positions within the context of your defense. You know, this year, the Eagles, for instance, played a ton of five-man fronts. Now, I know they've never thought, or Howie Roseman, for the most part, has never thought that stacked backers are that important a position relative to other positions. I would say that that's a general feeling in the league, but it's not 100%. Um, Different teams see it differently. Uh, You know, the issue is, if, if you're going, and obviously the Bears feel that they're really good now at stack backer, but if you're not good at stack backer or you don't have great players and you feel you don't need them, then you it, it becomes incumbent upon the rest of your defense. What do you have with the rest of your defense? You know, it, I remember speaking to a, a, a really well-regarded defensive coordinator a number of years ago 
who said that, hey, you know, it's always easy to say a position is not important, but if you don't have good players at that particular position, it limits what you can do defensively. So it all depends on the structure of your defense and how you want to play. You know, the Eagles, for instance, have a really good D-line. They play a lot of five-man fronts. They don't think that a stacked backer in the context of their defense is that important a player. So, you know, and obviously they had a good defense a year ago. We'll see what happens this year. They lost a lot of players. Just looking at the list of stacked linebackers for this year, Greg, I'm I'm not sure we have one that ends up going in the first round. I want to get into these guys in particular when we come back here on the Ross Tucker podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Greg, Drew Sanders, Trenton Simpson, Dayon Henley, Jack Campbell. These are some of the top-ranked, top-name guys. Was there a guy that, that you really liked? I always usually like to ask you that one first as it relates to these draft prospects. Yeah, I really like Jack Campbell on tape, and he he is your quintessential stack backer. So, again, now it comes down to philosophy, just as we were discussing. He's really big. 6'5 is a trait. Um, he actually tested really, really well. Um, you know, he is a stack backer. He's got great size. As I said, that's a trait. He plays a physical game. He can stack and shed. He's really good with what we call key and diagnose, read and react. Um, and, and he does that with an ideal mix of patience, vision, and decisiveness. There are times he would wait and see how it all played out. There are other times he would attack downhill. He played with his hands really well. He navigated the box really well. Um, he played in underneath zone coverage exceptionally well. The concern with him might be, can he match up to tight ends, man-to-man? Even though he's big, that would be a question. But, you know, he's a really, really good prospect who knows how to play stack backer, and he's really good at it. And it's my understanding he's been working with Luke Keekley, and that's not a bad guy to work with. You know, um, it's amazing that there's a linebacker that's 6'5", 250. I remember a few years ago at the draft, I guess it's five years ago now, seeing Leighton Vander Esch and Tremaine Edmonds. And, Greg, I couldn't believe it. They were taller yeah. than me. I mean, they were tall. I mean, they were big dudes. They looked like tight ends. They looked like DNs, and they were off the ball backers. That's Jack Campbell. Now you know I do a college game every week, Greg. Most of these linebackers now in college football are like six one two twenty. You know, well, maybe six foot two fifteen. A big and, one's like a big one's like six two two thirty. So. It feels like 6'5", 250 is like an outlier now at linebacker. Well, and that's why Trenton Simpson, who you mentioned, is, is a very intriguing prospect. No, he's 6'2", 235, but you're dealing with a, with an athlete. I mean, this guy ran a 4'4", I mean, this guy has ridiculous athletic testing numbers. Um, you know, he played multiple spots for Clemson, but I think he's going to start as a stacked backer. That's what he ultimately is in the NFL. 
So you're dealing now with a guy that has athletic, high-level athletic traits. That's ultimately where I think people see the league going and what they want in their linebackers. Um, so he's got that desirable size, speed, athleticism profile that could result in a first-round selection. We'll see how it plays out um, on draft night. Uh, but, you know, he's got the kind of traits that people look at in today's NFL with the more three-wide receiver offenses. And I don't want to say spread like it's college football, but, you know, the idea that you have to defend the pass before you have to defend the run in the minds of many. So someone like Simpson certainly fits that. Seems like he didn't get as much, um, you know, coming into the year, there were people really excited about him. It didn't seem like it carried through the year. I don't know if he if he had some bad games or if it was a key and diagnosed thing, but there were people that were really high on him coming into the year that don't seem as high now. I'm not sure what happened there. Yeah, and, and you know, I think that he's a space player uh, more than a physicality player. You know, he's a movement player. Um, I'm not. I think he can at times play physically. They all can. There are plays where you have to. But I'm talking about it generally speaking. The guy he kind of reminded me of when I watched his tape was Willie Gay. And Willie Gay was a second-round pick by the Chiefs in 2020. Um, He and Simpson's athletic testing measurables, very, very similar. And obviously, Gay was a starter uh, for the Chiefs and played in their sub as well. Let's talk about Drew Sanders, the Arkansas linebacker. He transferred from Alabama and had an unbelievable year. For Arkansas, I mean, nine and a half sacks, 103 tackles, 13 and a half tackles for loss. Yeah, now Sanders left Alabama because he went there as an edge rusher. And they obviously had Will Anderson and Dallas Turner, who'll probably be a top 10 pick next year. Um, So he really made the transition to being a stacked backer um, because the majority of his snaps came as a stacked backer. Now he can rush the quarterback because that's what he did most of his life until this year. So that's where the nine and a half sacks came from, but he's essentially a stacked backer. Um, And I thought he played pretty well. You know, he's big. Another guy that's over six, four, he's two thirty five. I thought given the fact that he had not played that position really before that he had a pretty good feel for what he was seeing pretty good key and diagnose. I thought he had some short area explosiveness. He slipped blocks. Um, You know, he played downhill with aggression. He took on blocks. Uh, You know, I thought that for the most part, he played well. You know, he's got athletic and physical traits. He's competitive. He's tough. Um, He could develop into an impact playmaker type guy because he does bring that pass rush element as well. The last guy I wanted to ask you about, Greg, at linebackers, Dayon Henley, because from Washington State, this is a big favorite of Emory Hunt's on the College Draft Podcast, which we record every Monday. He's been talking about Dayon Henley all year. He loves Dayon Henley. Um, I don't know much about him other than just Emory talks about him all the time. Uh, Did you get a chance to check out the linebackers from Washington State? He's a fascinating guy because he was a receiver in high school and he started his college career in Nevada as a receiver. He's only played stack backer for two years. Um, and But I've got to tell you, this guy is fun to watch. He is a compact, sudden, supercharged, highly competitive athlete. He's got great play speed and range. His activity and energy level is just, he, he's fun. Um, 
He plays with a really quick trigger. You know, one thing when you see guys who haven't played the position, stack linebacker, you really try to get a feel for how they see things because, you know, it's just different. The guy was a receiver. Um, And I did not think that he had significant issues with play recognition. I thought he saw things and he triggered. Um, You know, he was a scrape and flow guy. He was a run and hit guy. Um, I really enjoyed watching this guy play. He's going to be an ascending player because he's still relatively new to the position. But he fits what you said, Ross, because he's 6'1", 225. Right, that's what college line the games I do. That's what the college linebackers look like, and they can run, and they can hit, and they can cover. That's that's what their size is for the most part. Check Greg out on social media, please at Greg Cosell. He'll be back on Monday again to break down the defensive backs in the draft, and then it'll be time for the draft. And as I mentioned, we'll have Andre Yosivash from Princeton, the stud receiver, a little bit later in the week. Thanks so much, Greg. Thanks, Ross. Love me some Greg Cosell, just like I love me some myfrontpagestory.com. Please, guys, it's less than a month away till Mother's Day. I'm just telling you, it's by far the best gift you could ever get your mom, your wife, your grandmother. Trust me, a story written all about them, they're going to cry tears of joy. Plus, it's framed. It looks like it's on the cover of the newspaper. They'll have it hanging up in your house forever. MyFrontPageStory.com. Tuck Stakes. All right. We'll also start with what we mentioned earlier. Jalen Hurts getting a five-year, $255 million contract, including $179 million guaranteed and a no-trade clause. So, I, you know, this happened, like, shortly after we finished recording a Monday show. Like, I don't know, 30 minutes an hour after we were done. So, I ended up doing a social media video which is why I would really encourage you guys, you know, I know you're not on every social media platform, but whatever one you're on, whether it's Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or even TikTok, follow at Ross Tucker NFL or at Ross Tucker Pod so that you get those clips and you can get my quick reaction. Um, Here's what I think. I am thrilled for Jalen Hurts because, you know, a guy got benched in the national championship game was a backup for a year in college, had to transfer, wasn't thought of as a great prospect like Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield, goes to a team that nobody thought should draft him, has to eventually start to play. He's called a running quarterback, and now he's almost MVP of the Super Bowl and gets the biggest contract in NFL history. It is incredible. From an Eagles perspective, I thought Greg nailed it. You're going to sign him you might as well be first because I do believe Herbert and Burrow will get more now and maybe even Lamar Jackson. So if you're the Eagles, why wait? Very, very smart of them to do what they did. Tuck Stakes. Steelers trade down 14 spots in the seventh round in order to get Allen Robinson from the Rams, and they will only pay $5 million of his $15 million guaranteed. This is incredible. I mean, the Rams are paying him – $10 million to go away. And they only moved up 14 spots. I mean, the Rams clearly can't stand Allen Robinson. I mean, for five more million dollars, you could have just had him on your team this year. I mean, they, they, they're they paying him $10 million essentially to go away. And that trade is 
essentially a flop for almost nothing. I mean, 14 spots in the seventh round is like just doing a trade just to say you traded him. They must really think he fell off a cliff. Greg and I talked about that a little bit earlier. We'll see whether or not he did, but yikes. Tuck Stakes. Quinton Williams is not participating in the New York Jets offseason program wanting a new contract. Well, look, there's a lot of guys that like aren't under contract because they're franchise tag that aren't participating in the offseason program. It's a little bit different when you're under contract like Quinton Williams, but it's also not mandatory yet. And so we'll see whether or not he skips something that's mandatory. Then that'll be a little bit more noteworthy because then the team can find him. But yeah. He had a great year. He wants his money. That's the way it works. Tuck Stakes. A flurry of signings across the league. The Bucks signed veteran offensive lineman Matt Filer. The Bills re-signed A.J. Klein. The Cardinals signed quarterback Jeff Driscoll. Niners signed wide receiver Chris Conley. And the Chargers signed wide receiver Jalen Guyton. So there's two philosophies, really, Jack, this time of year, right? There is wait until after the draft and see where there's a good landing spot based on teams that still have needs because they didn't draft somebody at your spot. Then there's also the other philosophy, which is I better get a spot before it's too late. I I better get signed, go somewhere, so that the team hopefully doesn't draft the guy and thinks we don't need to draft him, we got this guy. Most of these guys do not preclude the team from drafting a player. But I understand why they want to kind of get, make sure they have a spot before the draft. Tuck Stakes. Bill's defensive back to Hamlin is cleared for full football activity. Wow. I mean, that is wonderful, obviously. There's two different parts to this. There's part one, that he met with all these doctors and he's cleared for full football activity. That is just... Phenomenal. I mean, we almost lost NFL player on the field. The flip side is, you know, whether or not he should or you would play again. By all accounts, it feels like what happened to him, it was like he was struck by lightning. Like that's how rare it is to get hit in the exact wrong place at the exact wrong time. At any rate, one way or the other, I am so happy for DeMar that he's made it through to the other side. Shout outs to Pizza Boy Brewing, Sportaculture, HumanHeadNYC.com, SteakhouseSports.com, Go-Bangles.com, Evergreen Economics, and BackOfficeSchedule.com, or MyFrontPageStory.com. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.